Hey, Dory. Hi, Mel. (laughs) (laughs) Is this working? Hopefully. It says it's recording. Okay. 10 seconds, 11 seconds. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's just roll with it. Let's see how this goes. We're trying something new. We're trying something new. We are getting outside of our uh, (laughs) technologically challenged box. (laughs) I am, this is Mel. I am coming live from Montana, Missoula, Montana. I'm holding it down in LA. We are using some sort of (laughs) newfangled Skypey type thing called Squadcast where we can see each other. and it's so funny it's yeah we're not so we're not in the same time zone or state but here we are staring at each other but we also (laughs) we're staring at each other yes but we also have microphones in our faces and we just like had a little catch-up because Mm -hmm. we've only really talked via text since mel left and so we had to like talk to each other with microphones yeah (laughs) about like how's montana how's the weather and it was just very funny (laughs) i know i feel like we're on trl i know which is such a throwback yes yeah i wonder what jesse camp is doing these days is that even still relevant is he still alive he's gotta still be alive i think i know right um, my friend and I actually flew to New York. We were in college in Boston and we flew like on a whim for to TRL York to, to audition. I think it was the Jesse camp year. It might've been the year after. I don't know if I've told you this story before. You auditioned? Well, we went, we, we flew there. Everything. This was probably 1998, 99. Got on a plane in Boston, got off in New York, walked down to wherever TRL was. There was this huge line going around the block and we get in line and then this guy comes around. And he's like, to audition, you're going to need uh, a driver's license and a social security card, I think, or something like that. You need like two proofs of identity or something. And my friend, my my college roommate had not brought like any, I don't know how we got on the plane. I She like did not have any identification. She had no ID. She had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so we like went to the New York social security office and she like applied for a temporary social security card or something. So we went through all of that and then we oh walked back God. and they were like, we're closing the line. There's too many people. Oh my God. So then, <laughs> so then we like got some pizza and then got on the train and like trained back to Boston. Oh my God. <laughs> That's our big break. Our big break. <sighs> Foiled. God. Also, clearly pre 9 11, because yeah, there were some lax rules at that airport. For sure. But also, and- that's entertainment, Mel. They're closing <laughs> the line. There are too many people. Too many people. You missed your chance. I would have bombed that interview anyway, that audition. Remember, Way too shy. Remember, Hillary Burton is a former VJ. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah. I think she Aww. was on. I just, in my head, I picture her like talking to Gideon Yego. Remember Gideon? Oh, yeah. He was like the hard news guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Investigative. He was like the Ronan Farrell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whatever happened to Gideon? Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. Any of them are. I know that um, Damien Fahey lives out here. Okay. Um, and I think he has a radio show. I think Kennedy has a radio show, too. I think she works for Fox News. Oh, God. Kennedy? Yeah, I think so. Oh, man. All right. Times have changed. Listen, times have changed. I know. So, yeah, as you know, Dory, (laughs) 
I work in reality TV post-production. So every year I come to Montana to work on this show called Mountain Men, which is a History Channel show where it's basically just dudes roaming around the wilderness. So much of it is them hunting elk and then just like chopping it up in the field and carrying it home. It's horrifying. That is intense. It is horrifying. And then I come home and the place they put me up in doesn't have cable, which is fine. I got, what do they call it? Sling. And the purpose of this whole story, I'm getting there, I swear, is that this is the first time I've ever had Hallmark drama, the third Hallmark Hallmark channel. Uh I kind of love it. Yeah, I feel like Hallmark drama is kind of your vibe. It is. It's like early 2000s Hallmark movies that it's you've really, forgotten about. <laughs> it is really your vibe. And I wish you would have had it during the holidays because I think yeah. that they were really delivering during Christmas and you would have been in heaven. What I like about Hallmark drama is it is a much different vibe from the other Hallmarks. Like, you know, you're watching Hallmark drama. <laughs> you know, everything's older. Everything yeah. looks older, sounds older. It's mm-hmm. just, it is like a nice little, nice yeah, little it, time machine. It like transitions into the Waltons and you don't yeah. even really notice. A hundred percent. Suddenly you're watching Little House on the Prairie and you're like, oh yeah, maybe I'm yeah, watching that makes drama. <laughs> that tracks. Well, I guess, should we start with the movies or is there anything? Do we want to talk about Virgin River at all? my god you guys i hope everyone here is watching virgin river i had heard about it a little bit on twitter and i follow a bunch of authors who write like a lot of women's fiction romance novels whatever and so i follow like mysteries cozy mysteries all that community is all very kind of tight-knit and on twitter a lot very vocal so i get a lot i love the term cozy mysteries you, that's what all the hallmark ones are cozy mysteries i love a lot that of them are cozy mystery books. you need to get into that you i'd never I see know. you again they are great <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of those authors had been talking about virgin river and how they really liked it so i started it and it's pretty dark like The main woman, the main character has been through a lot in her life and not to give anything away, but she moves to this small town in Northern California to become a nurse for a doctor who does not want her there. And so it is just wonderful. I love it. Um, It has like, it's like Hallmark, but there are addiction storylines and drugs sales there's miscarriages and just all the stuff that we don't see on hallmark that are part of life um but it's still Mm -hmm. it's still it goes down easy even with all of those storylines it goes down easy so i really like it it's like hallmark after dark it is like hallmark after dark it's great though Mm -hmm. i loved it i'm excited for season two so if anybody's looking for some non-hallmark hallmark (laughs) <laughs> catch virgin river on netflix right maybe we should like talk about these Winterfest movies i know we've got a lot to catch up on and a lot to talk about today should we start with the first one that aired which is winter in vale yes a lazy starring... vehicle a, a lazy vehicle yes so 
For winter in Vale, Chelsea inherits a house in Vale. She meets Owen and gets a much-needed break. Together, they put on Strudelfest to highlight the charm of old Vale. <laughs> Is that the worst synopsis we've ever heard? Well, they slipped in Strudelfest, so that's really all I needed. How did you feel about winter in Vale? I mean, this was the first one that I didn't finish, but <laughs> <laughs> I was a big fan of Strudelfest. I was a big fan of Strudelfest. I was a big fan of Strudelfest. So this was just, so it was a woman who, I can't remember, she worked in a city somewhere and was like, oh, I didn't get the promotion I wanted. So, oh, and then suddenly I've inherited something from my uncle who has died. I think it was her uncle or a great uncle or something like that. Yeah, I think she's an event planner or something of the sort. Yeah. So she goes to that, to house to like sell it. She's going to remodel it and sell it, right? Yeah, and then of so course she, she like falls in love with it. Yeah, she goes up. She finds out her uncle died. She inherited his house, which her uncle she hasn't talked to in years, but was also I know, very. Close and I felt to bad him. for him. I yeah, I don't really understand that. Um, and who she seemingly knows nothing about. So she mm-hmm. gets there, and before she even gets to the house, she has an encounter with a gentleman in the street because she's like parking somewhere where she's not supposed to park. And he informs her of that kind of rudely. And she's so rude to him. I know. Well, she's also rude to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a great first encounter. And then lo and behold, she finds out that he is the guy who has been, working on restoring or like fixing up her uncle's house that she just inherited because there are all these problems like there's no heat like just all the issues you could have in a house so through working on the house they kind of fall in love as it were um yeah and then his father owns a struggling strudel restaurant or whatever (laughs) german food (laughs) restaurant so she comes up with the great idea for Strudelfest to bring tourism to the town. I'm like, I don't think Vale needs any help, but okay. And then the whole town gets involved and she saves the restaurant. They win best strudel. She finds an old recipe. I guess her uncle was the best strudel maker. Here's the thing. Um, they used mm-hmm. to make strudel at the restaurant, but then they stopped when her uncle died because he was like the strudel king. She did not know mm-hmm. like that her uncle had been baked. So she was, she yeah. had no idea. I think his name was Uncle Well, Grady She was like, or... he used to bake with me or something, right? But like, yeah. I don't know. And so fun, suddenly it she was... finds like the spirit within her to like start baking again. <laughs> we can't have a lacy movie where she's not baking. It's not allowed. <laughs> it's like in her contract. It's like her yeah. writer or whatever. Yeah, must be She a must baker. be kneading dough. Yeah. <laughs> At least one scene. Um, oh, I to me the highlight of this movie, besides the term Strudelfest, is uh, when they went to that fancy restaurant. Who was the woman was making fancy hot chocolate? Where the ball, yeah. like there was like a chocolate ball, that, like dissolved or something. Yeah. It was inspirational. That's the only kind want, of date I ever want to have. I agree. That was the scene that made it for me. But then you know, the Strudelfest is a hit, and then. They want her back at her old job because of the guy that they hired to take the position that she thought she was going to get flamed out. So, you know, you reach that time where she's like, of course I'm going back. And it, it's like, 
why are we bothering? Like at this point, I know, you know, like I'm just like, I was like, ah, I'm gonna go work on a puzzle. (laughs) At that point, you turned off the TV. I was just like, why would you ever want to leave that place? I, I mean, I know that's the whole point of all of these movies, but I was just like, girl, I don't even want to see you like hurt this boy's feelings and then come back and be like, never mind. Cause I know. Come on. I know. I was pretty bored as well. But I do, I was bored with the story. I really liked Lacey and Tyler Hines in this. I thought that they were good together and cute together. They were, they were just handed like the most basic of stories. Like Strudelfest was funny, but I mean, mm-hmm. this is like tale as old as time. The dead uncle you've never seen. Hasn't Lacey inherited other stuff in movies too? Didn't she inherit like... She's like, uh, she's like a land baron at this point. Yeah. Yeah, she's got some land in Vale. She's got some land in Africa. That was her, right? She's got an she, inn, right? She's yeah, all in. Right. <laughs> she has in. She's yeah. Mm, she's doing big things. Lacey's doing big things. Mm-hmm. She's gonna own us all at some point. Yeah, I just felt like this was kind of a letdown after Christmas. You know, because mm-hmm. yeah. for better or worse, at Christmas there are a ton of movies to choose from. So you're good going back yeah. to like one a week and it's it, it just felt like a little bit of a letdown mm-hmm. but fine i'll never watch this again but it was fine mm-hmm. agree well the next one was love in winterland i believe this was the one that was like the bachelor but it was basically like based a lot um on like when they go to the hometown hometown bachelor right yes Wow, I completely forgot about this one until you just said it. <laughs> this is another one I didn't finish, so spoiler alert, did not finish. You'll have to tell me how. The Chad Michael Murray one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, They it was kind of Bachelor-themed in that she went on this dating show to essentially promote her business, like she was not mm-hmm. trying to fall in love. And surprise, she makes it very far in the contest. Yeah. Um, she makes it final too, right? And then she gets yeah. chosen. Yeah. So then she goes, he goes and visits her hometown where, of course, her ex-boyfriend, who is very chummy with her family still, is like everywhere. He also owns the hotel they're staying mm-hmm. in. Like, he is everywhere. And is the name of the town Winterland? Probably. Okay. <laughs> This was baffling to me because, like, it was supposed to be this reality show, which I thought the premise at the top was interesting. I was like, that's a little different, you know? But then when they're like, oh, we've secretly hidden cameras to capture stuff just so they didn't have to show them ever shooting anything was weird. The fact that they never really seemed to be filming anything was weird. The fact that the producer was, like, doing the opposite of then stirring up drama, she was just kind of like, Oh, we'll give you a minute. <laughs> like what? Like no. He was also like, "Yeah, go meet up with your ex boyfriend," but but not in a messy way. Like yeah. in a, <laughs> I want a happy way. Yeah, which is I just want what's best for you. Work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And there was a chili cook off at some point, and someone was putting mushrooms in their chili, and I just couldn't stop laughing. That's just not an ingredient I think of when I think of chili. But I did like the chili cook-off. I think that as I didn't make it to the chili cook-off, unfortunately. 
<laughs> no, I feel like the cook-off was, you know, barely halfway through. Really? It's like, you barely made it halfway. <laughs> well, I got the gist, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I remember not much of this. I do know that they end up together in the end. What happens to the bachelor? Like the guy I that's barely in the town. Oh, maybe he meets, she has like an ex nemesis. Maybe yeah, he meets her. They have a little chemistry going on. Yeah. Cause we're supposed to be liking her. Cause she like teaches children now. She's like a kindergarten teacher or something. So she's no longer evil. Mm, listen, All right. I can hold a grudge. I don't, <laughs> I would have been just like our girl. I would have been like, ignored her pretend she doesn't exist mm-hmm. all that so this was a you know this one happened and then it was mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. i liked it i mean it was an interesting premise i just don't think they like took it far enough or i don't it also know. wasn't fun because there weren't like the fun of the bachelor and a lot of those dating competitions shows is it's like all the other contestants too like it's yeah if you're gonna make it a bachelor type situation like make it like the show this was just two people who went this was just like a boyfriend and girlfriend who went home to the girlfriend's hometown and the ex was there essentially yeah yeah no it was yeah i mean i feel like i'm sounding like such a hater Mm-hmm. I thought this one was boring too, but it wasn't that I disliked any of these. Like I sat and watched yeah. them. I just wasn't, none of them have felt really memorable to yeah. me. That was a bummer. Well, then there was love on Iceland, which this title bothers the, the hell out of me. Like, why is it not love <laughs> in ice? I know they're doing love on ice. Like, I don't know. That's what their wordplay is, but it bugs me. Can't it just yeah. be love in Iceland? They're in Iceland. In any other country, it would have been in. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I liked this one probably yeah. because Iceland was a major character in this. I movie. know. I love Iceland. So here's our synopsis for Love on Iceland. <laughs> Seeking inspiration for work, Chloe gathers her college travel group back together for a trip to Iceland. When her ex shows up uninvited, sparks fly. Heyo. Heyo. Be careful. That ice is going to melt. I- <laughs> so stupid. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not cutting that out. Um, <laughs> I liked I- this one. I liked, I really like Caitlin Doubleday, who was our star. I love mm-hmm. her. I think she's so cute. I just love her. I think she's great. And I loved this group of friends who was traveling i thought they were super fun i liked that she was kind of burnt out from work and needed some inspiration um essentially yes, her work as a podcast producer right yeah, i need that job <laughs> <laughs> you could see it coming from a mile away but i like that she did that love story podcast idea mm-hmm. i thought that was cute and in interviewing all those couples I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I cried during one of their interviews. The lighthouse. I, yes, that one. the lighthouse. <laughs> oh, I just thought this was, and it was beautiful, obviously, because they shot it in yeah. Iceland. So it was gorgeous. And I loved that her friend had a romance too with like that Icelandic oh, hunk, <laughs> the tour guide. Loved that too, and I loved. So her friend was played by Patty Murin. Murin. 
I don't know how to say her last name, but she is a um like Broadway actress. She's in Frozen oh, really? on Broadway. Yeah. And I think the story goes, I'm sure our listeners will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she's like a Hallmark super fan and just wanted to be in a movie. And so they made it happen. And I love that. Yeah, I think that's the story. And so this was her and she was great in this as the friend and she got her little romance too and he gave mm-hmm. her that bracelet. Oh Yes. My Cute. one my one like irritation with that whole thing. Cause so when when they first get to Iceland, you're kind of under the impression that Caitlin Doubleday is gonna have to choose between the hunky tour guide and her ex-boyfriend you know it seems like it's going to be a love triangle but then the hunky tour guide starts kind of having chemistry with her friend right so then the hunky tour guide asks her asks caitlin doubleday our lead actress to like go he's like hey do you mind going to town with me or whatever coming to dinner with me she thinks it's a date i mean and then her friend is like clearly disappointed and upset but and upset but yet still supportive of her friend because she's like nice and a good friend so caitlin doubleday goes on this outing thinking she might be on a date and then when the guy tells her oh no i'm actually interested in your friend you know which was very sweet and she's very happy about that how did she not immediately text her friend that night when she got back that's the thing like she knew her friend was kind of upset you know and sitting in her room and you know you know, we've all been that girl sitting in the room being like, I guess I wasn't good enough. Oh, I'm sad. You know, like how could she not immediately make her friend ease her friend's mind? And instead the next morning, the friend has to like ask her about it. Right. Like how was the date? And she's like, well, actually he likes you. It's like, how did you make her wait that long? It was very self-centered. And I know it was just because we needed a scene where the dude over her, her ex-boyfriend overheard. And then of course was like, oh, she doesn't like me. I don't need to stay for one more line of conversation. Yeah, I'm going back on the road because he's a famous travel photographer at this point. Yeah. So anyway, I I mean, I understand story structure-wise why that needed to happen, but it's like, come on, girl. Yeah, Call your friend. Send a text. You know, I'd be sending a text the minute he turned around. I'd be like... For sure. I'd be like, so are we going to head back? Right after he said that, I'd be like, I'm going to head home. This yep. has been fun. She'll like the bracelet. I'm gonna I'm gonna head back. Yeah. But anyway, that was my one complaint. Yeah, I hear ya. Which is mild. But I liked it. I thought it was I did cute. too. Well, the next one, uh, I hope you don't mind if I move on if you had anything else to say about nope, Iceland. Keep them going because we got yeah. a lot of ground to cover. See the next one called Amazing Winter Romance, I think was my favorite of the bunch. Are you serious? Yeah, was this your least favorite? I hated every second of this movie. <laughs> I'm really shocked right now. You're this shocked? movie was about a maze. <laughs> I mean, that's true. An ice maze. I need Erica here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you loved it. Maybe it just caught me on the right night, you know? Oh, Maybe what? I was we both watch are we talking about the same movie yeah with jesse shram i'm gonna go ahead and read the synopsis and you tell me if this is the movie (laughs) you're thinking of okay when journalist julia goes back home to find inspiration she discovers her childhood friend has built a giant snow maze which prompts her to find her way to true love (laughs) this is one you love 
It was. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, now I'm thinking back and I'm thinking, did I? No, but I did. I love Jesse Schramm. That's how you say her name, right? Yeah. Hallmark all-star, like Hallmark child actress turned adult lead. Um, a snow mace. <laughs> uh, a small town. You know what? I This had a lot of problems. I, I hear you. <laughs> Tell me what you loved about this movie. Um, I love her. I loved the comfort she had with her childhood friend. Um, I love that they went snowmobiling. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the giant snow maze. I thought but, but the whole... Th- sorry, I have yeah. to slap you. Yeah. But is was that his job? He's a snow maze maker. You know what? And he thought people would come from miles no. to walk in the snow maze. He is a With very lucrative in one corner and then whatever like other yeah. stuff they have in the other the art show. The, the art show in the snow maze. Um no, he was a uh snow plow man. Oh god. He was Mr. Plow. I forgot he was the plow. I was like, wow, that is some lucrative snowplow business if the father can afford that mansion. Do you see that house she was living in? How does Her he parents? have enough free time to build that snow maze that people are going to come from other well, countries? People don't go. need plowing every day. This is wild <laughs> to me. Like, I, first of all, I did not know what this movie was. And it also premiered on a Monday night. Yeah. So it was a little thrown off. Yeah. It did feel like they were like, eh, we're just going to throw you this one. Yeah, and I a little throwaway. Yeah. And I didn't understand why it was called Amazing Winter Romance until like 45 minutes in. And I'm like, is this about the maze? You <laughs> be kidding me. Amazing Winter Romance. I was like, get me out of here. I can't believe I watched the whole thing. I thought they had no chemistry. I thought the main guy, like they read to me more brother and sister. He did seem. Friend. He did seem quite younger than her, but yes. And the girl who like was from New York City, but was trying to fool mm. herself into thinking she loved this small town, and they that really, one was weird. And they really beat over our heads how like she was from the city. Like her uh-huh. mother sent her a Junior's cheesecake. Yeah, uh, I can't. I was and like, it was like. It's too much. I couldn't do it. I couldn't I like do that she it. was like hiding the cheesecake because it like hurt her credibility. <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention to this cheesecake in like, my oh, hands. I'm cheating I'm on the small town. Small town girl. Yeah. Ooh, no. I that part was very that character was very strange. The the out of towner that was trying so hard to, to be it. a towner. Which, you know, as someone for me, you know, in Maine, we definitely have that attitude yeah. where we distrust anyone that was born. I would say outside of New England, we distrust. And it's like there's a term for it. They call it from away. Like they're from away. Don't mind them. They're from away, meaning like they're garbage, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, so that is definitely a real thing that happens. I can't imagine that the fact that by the end of it, when she doesn't end up with the guy the guy the, the the girl from new york when she gets 
not with the lead man mm-hmm. and she's just like you know what you're right i don't belong here i'm moving back to new york I'm like what <laughs> it's like okay that's abrupt and strange that you can't just continue to live in the small town i don't know i, I looked up that guy he was preposterous i mean it it was it was at the end where they she was leaving driving out of town and the father like creates a roadblock oh on the God. highway so he has a chance to catch up and like declare his love remember the part where she went through the maze and she like suddenly found clarity yeah and then and she was also like terrified wrote... of getting lost in the maze so yeah. the, and the little girl like saved her from the maze yeah ridiculous at every turn this is a ridiculous movie i agree i still enjoyed it i'll never forget when i realized they were like doing things in the maze there was a full like coffee bar in the maze yeah i was it was like ice cream in the maze ice cream (laughs) i'm so sorry i could i hated this movie (laughs) (laughs) and i love jesse shram too and yeah. she was good in this. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with her. This was she was doing her best. This was yeah. preposterous. Amazing winter romance. We're doing too much. We are doing too much. Yeah, this was a stupid movie. But you enjoyed I, it. I still liked it. I'll probably watch it again. Oh man. I don't well, know. I'm glad it brought you joy. It brought me some joy, yes. I hope to never catch it again. Okay. <laughs> that it brought you joy. Um, then there was one more, that? just one more. Hearts of Winter. Oh, Hearts of Winter with Jill Wagner. Yep. A favorite. Yep. Victor Webster. Yep, another favorite. So here's our synopsis for this one. Um, Rukia Bernard was also in this one, who we love. We love. An interior designer brings new life to the house of a widower and his daughter and finds love in the process. So basically, Jill Wagner is an interior decorator and Victor Webster's daughter, want, they win a contest to have their house um, redecorated. Victor Webster's daughter entered the contest and there's a lot of tension because they haven't made a lot of changes since the little girl's mom his wife died so jill wagner swoops in there and changes their home and their hearts Mm, yep she she uh breaks down that wall (laughs) with her charm she sure does she's i really like jill wagner a lot she is quickly rising Mm -hmm. in the ranks of my top hallmark heroines love yes She's always, her her movies are usually pretty enjoyable. Yeah. It was very um, (laughs) pleasant, as my mother would say. (laughs) Um, But I liked it mostly on the strength of her and Victor Webster. I thought they were great together. Yeah, they they were very charming. And then as the movie went on, I get, it seemed like they were kind of like, I don't know if they were like live blogging or like making episodes about this. I, don't, I was a little confused. I think we were like web videos, maybe Yeah. her fans started like shipping them as, yeah. as a couple. Yeah. But then they had a falling out over a broken bowl. I believe the mother's yeah. pancake bowl. Yeah. 
it was broken while they were was moving it? some things around and Victor Webster was triggered. He was like, enough. Yes. Too much change. You're bulldozing through my life. But you know what? They found their way back to each other in the end. Um, what did you think about the decorating? Um, I honestly couldn't tell you what she did. Yeah. It was so <laughs> not important to me as I watched this movie. I did not care. The only decor I remember was the broken bowl. So, um, but that was the least of my interest while I was watching that movie, you know, which I think is a testament to how great Joe Wagner and Victor Webster were together. He's in a mystery, right? What mystery is he in? Yes, girl. He is in um, Danica's. Oh, he's in Matchmaker? Yeah. Have you been watching the mysteries? I have been watching the mysteries. I really like um, Jesse Metcalf's new mystery. What is it? It's Martha's Vineyard. A beautiful Martha's place Vineyard to Mystery. Die. A beautiful place to die. <laughs> loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great. I like the girl who played the medical examiner, except she was in heels in every scene. She was I just, next to a cadaver in heels, on the beach in heels, yeah, running walking down like the dock in heels. Yeah. Running around the hospital in heels. I was like, girl, get some flats. You have get an you active lifestyle. Yes, yeah, some crocs, girl. <laughs> He was also doing a lot of running, I feel like. <laughs> he was. In every scene. He was. He's cute. He is cute. He was like leaping from boat to boat. <laughs> like, <it was> like... <laughs> like he was in the Fast and the Furious or something. Yeah. yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was I think, fun. I think that series is promising. I thought it was really pretty and a nice new locale. He's clearly got some secrets. He had a rough time on the police force in New York or wherever he was, Boston. Mm-hmm. I forget where. Thumbs up for me. That was yeah. a treat. I thought that that was such a treat. Well, they have another one, I think, maybe airing next weekend. Yeah, they do. And I thought originally they were supposed to air it in January as well. I thought they were going to air both of them. But you know how Hallmark be with the schedules. They'll change it quick. Won't even explain to you why. But the next one's called Riddled with Deceit. I hope it has to do with riddles. (laughs) What a great name. A Martha's Vineyard Riddler. Yes, please. There was also gourmet detective Rue R O U X Rue the day. Knew. You already know <laughs> that I have been waiting for this for years. Once a lot. So have they not made them in years? These they gourmet detectives. Made them in a few years. Hmm. A few. It's been like probably two years. I wonder why it's back. I think they probably saw the success of all the other series. I think this might have been a fan thing too. I think they might have fans might have kind of pushed them a little Dem- bit. Demanded. Yes, I loved this. There's nothing I have seen Dylan Neal in that I like more than this role. Yeah, I hope they keep making them. They will. They better. I hope they bring back uh, the Flower Shop Mysteries. If we're bringing back Mysteries. I miss Flower Shop. You know, Flower Shop is what got me into these. I think I had watched an Aurora and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. But then I watched Flower (laughs) (laughs) Aurora is an acquired taste for sure. (laughs) But then I watched Flower Shop and I was like, okay, I really like Brooke Shields. Like, this is fun. It was fun. And then I... They're wacky. They are wacky. They are wacky. And Brennan Elliott is in those, and he's great. Speaking of Brennan, it's Brennan Elliott, right? That's also in the crossword puzzle mysteries that they had held off airing until after Christmas. Maybe they should hold off forever. (laughs) 
Abracadaver. Abracadaver. So you, you caught that one? I caught the first 10 minutes of that one. Here's oh. the thing. I should not hate on it. I don't like magic. I think I hate magic. I hate magic, and I couldn't do it. So the minute she started taking magic lessons, I was like, "I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like I can't sit and watch this." They, she goes and takes magic lessons at this like estate where they do that kind of thing where it's like I think it's magic supposed to be like in LA. yeah, the magic castle. And when I first moved to LA, I went to the magic castle with like an alumni group and I could not have I could not get out of there fast enough like you could not pay me to sit and watch card tricks for like four hours and it's just not magic is not for me like parades magic is not for me so I couldn't even watch this one so what was it about (laughs) well first story I want to say that I've never loved you more than in this moment (laughs) because For years, I've been talking about how I hate there's I hate magicians. I like do. I've never it's heard so anyone else say that to you. I'm always the asshole. No, get them out of my face. Get them out. I it's never, like I never want to see it. I don't care for magic. They're lying. It's like so. I'm supposed to be impressed that you're lying to me. Like yeah, <laughs> it's a fucking lie. Magic is not real. It is yeah. a fucking lie. I and am supposed to you know. to play tricks on me life is hard enough no and there's so much audience participation which is like my nightmare scenario yes calling on random folks in the audience no ma'am i can't do it i can't be involved and i can't even watch it on screen like the minute i saw her taking magic lessons i was like this is some bullshit i'm not gonna sit here for two hours and watch her you know try her hand at magic yeah so I went to the Magic Castle. I feel like it's one of those things you do when you move to LA. You're like, oh, this is the thing to do. Yeah. It was one of the longest evenings of my life. And, you know, I had like a drink or two. And I just was like gotten to the point where I was like a bully. Like I was like heckling <laughs> the magicians. It just brings out the worst in, like I was like you know when there's like that whole life coach thing it's like when you're acting a certain way that's not good you're supposed to like think like oh you know good to know that yeah. that's inside me yeah. it was a very much one of those oh good to know I am not mature enough it's like triggering to me I become a bully me too. I'm like an a junior high bully magic I, anyway. is triggering to me too what is it about us I thought I was I don't the know. one me too my broken soul our broken souls our have found each other souls, like I remember my friend Kiki once texted me. <laughs> she was like, I know you hate magic, but there's a magic show at the Soho house. Do you want to come? And I was like, I'll wait for you outside. Like, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I'm not watching magic. Like, it's no. just not. I'm so not entertained. Mm-hmm. I'm bored and borderline hostile. Like, I don't want to watch <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't. I think it's all garbage. I hate magic. I'm sorry. I'm like, you don't want me there with you because I will embarrass you because I will You're like my best self. (laughs) (laughs) You suck. (sighs) Not for us. Not for us. Well, there's a new so there's a new picture. We're so we're recording on Saturday afternoon and there's a new picture perfect mystery airing tomorrow i'm very excited i do Eric love the picture perfect. and then i was reading that there's the new a new mystery in the works called royal mysteries 
which is like an ambassador in one of those lands, whatever they call it, Caucasia. And (laughs) that's what they call it on the Saturday Night Live sketch. And she's teaming up with a prince to like solve mysteries. (laughs) I'm I'm shocked it took them this long to get here. I know. (laughs) A prince Mm -hmm. who really longs to be a detective yeah yep that's for me i mean (laughs) (laughs) and it's aaron krakow from uh what's her what's that one calls the heart so it'll be interesting to see her be sneaky i'm ready to see her kick some ass yeah yeah by her side sign me up um have you watched any of the love ever after movies no i hate love ever after i don't know why i don't know why know it's like i mean but but the thing is, like, they're no different than the other movies. They're all romances. So, like, yeah. what's what's the difference? I don't know. Yeah, you're just not. February is not the month when you want to be watching romances. I get yeah. it. Bring me more murders. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. But speaking of Valentine's movies, I know that you're not a fan. But I recently rewatched, um, I think it's called All Things Valentine. And this is one of my all-time favorite Hallmark movies. I like it because the two main characters actually date. Like, we see them go on several dates and, like, get to know each other. And they're not thrown into some crazy circumstance. Or there's no, like, hate. They hate each other and then fall in love. Like, they're just two people who meet. She takes her dog in to the vet and they have some chemistry. She takes him the dog in once or twice and then says she's doing something that night. He shows some interest in whatever that thing is. I think it's like a cooking class. And she's like, oh, well, here's the info. Maybe I'll see you there, like super casual. And then he shows up and they continue to just like go on dates, like real people, which seems hmm. radical. With <laughs> with some of these movies, you know. So what's the drama in it? What 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 tears them apart in the end? So the drama is she's like a relationship columnist. She has a blog, and she gives his ex girlfriend. Obviously, this is all like unbeknownst to both of them. Mm-hmm. She feeling bitter about Valentine's Day. She gives his ex girlfriend some advice about dating because he the main guy is dating this girl he wants it to be super casual but she wants him to do something big for her for valentine's day so the blogger and relationship advice giver her name is the coach the relationship coach Mm -hmm. or something like that she's like she's basically like kick him to the curb like he's not serious (laughs) you deserve someone better like get over him And it's purely because she's feeling really bitter. Like she hates Valentine's Day, had a really bad experience. And as soon as she sends out that reply, she says to herself, she's like, maybe that was a little harsh, but I probably saved her some time. So she breaks up with the guy, the vet. And so he starts like trolling her online, the coach on all of her columns, because he's pissed that his ex broke up with him so he will like send her like trolly comments in her in the blog post that are really funny and neither and at the same time they're like falling in love it's great that does sound awesome i'm gonna find it i'll watch it 
Even though there's no murdering, I'm going to watch it. No murdering. But there's some internet trolling. That'll make you feel better. And they both, it, yeah. it's also about two people who hate Valentine's Day. Hmm. Of course, then they have a final date on Valentine's Day, which is really nice. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else to discuss? Huh. I don't think so. This was kind of a lightning round. We talked about a lot of these. Yeah. We also figured out our technical difficulties. So we'll. Kind of. I feel like. Your audio is keeps dropping out, which I apologize <laughs> to everyone listening. We're trying. I hope that this works so that we could do it more often. Yeah, me too. Maybe get Erica on here. Oh my gosh, with the baby. She'd be yes. bouncing a baby on her knee the whole time, and I would love mm-hmm. nothing more. Well, should we sign off? I think that's Winterfest. Thanks for listening. Winterfest in the books. Thanks sorry, for listening. Sorry if we were a little rusty. We haven't done this in a while. I know. <laughs> Hopefully the audio is not garbage. Oh my gosh, fingers crossed. We're just doing our best. All we can do is better tomorrow. <laughs> so inspiring. Thanks, Mel. Yeah, I know. Bye, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. See you next season, whatever that is. Love, <laughs> weddings, spring. I don't know. 